Grammer has met probably conceivably every major NHL star for the past like 15, 17 years at least, including Marty St. Louis, whose mother died. Oh yeah, and uh, went all the they went all the way to the Stanley Cup final and did not win. But uh, it was all in the back of this emotional uh, idea. So after we all did this like round table thing, and I did this like you know hab sweep thing, like <laughs> suck at everyone in for five minutes, and then I was like, you know, and then how's it for? And you guys were like, you're fucking asshole. It was like definitely. I had everyone thinking like I'm like you know but Ottawa's got the speed. And, you didn't have anyone thinking anything, like, but yeah, yeah, fair enough. I was like, but anyway, no. you know, but like anyway, how's it for? Like just fucking anyway. As as we had it like uh, all laid out, there it comes to Sparling's turn, and uh, Sparling's like. Uh, him and Rammer have a minor like like Rammer's like you don't think you don't think New York's gonna go far this year and then Sparling just goes it's not that I don't think they're gonna go far I just think that Marty St. Louis' mother can only die so many times because <laughs> <laughs> she, she died and dead. then he, he she died and he went on to like he scored like seven goals the next three <laughs> games like it was discussed it was an absolute retribution I laughed so hard man that was the great one of the best moments Ever. I love that. We so got nothing on it. Let's go. I think we should just use that. We should just start right now. This is it. We've already started. We'll start All with right. that story. Okay. I'll sure. start going into that. I don't give a shit. Fucking whatever. I think what we should do is probably tell our listeners, though, about a little uh, amazing opportunity. If they are so inclined, they should check out floathouse.ca. What's floathouse.ca? That's the premier isolation tank experience in the lower mainland. Now in Western Canada. Now advancing into the States. What? Oh, can you hear me with the intro music? Because every time I edit this, I realize I whisper that part and you can't hear what the F I say. Uh, So what I'm trying to say is this. Floodhouse is an amazing place. It's an amazing time. It's an amazing way to spend 90 minutes, 45 minutes, however long you want to spend. If you think that going into a tank surrounded by absolute nothingness and complete black sensations of like just zero sensory uh, stimuli at all, if you think that sounds cool, Boom, this is your spot. If you're even on the fence a medium amount of time, I would say to you right now, uh, there's a probably pretty serious chance that I could convince you by doing it if I just say to you, look, it's a fun experience. It actually is. It's fun. It's it's like a spa for your mind. You come here and you get to like totally just relax. Like there's no one in the lounge right now, but you come here afterwards and you just feel pure bliss. It's so cool. I Remember really... when the guy from Zoo was here? Oh, the guy from the TV show was here, right? Yeah, you knew that actor. I because I watched. I, just, I vaguely remember you like saying that, like, hey, like, hey, that guy that was just in here was, uh, you know, he was like, oh, what's it? Uh, yeah, like I can't a, remember his name. He was, he was a main character, character on that show, right? Zoo. Yeah, um, it's for everybody though. It's for stars and it's for you know your regular guy. Exactly. Thank you very much for the co-author on that ad, Alex Sparling, friend of the show. You're welcome. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, if you are so inclined, we think you should use our podcast promo code. That uh, podcast promo code is indeed II podcast it's super easy to use you get 20 percent off your next float we are really excited to be involved with float house because we know that it's something that benefits people's lives all the time so you should check it out because we float you should float check it out ii podcast get 20 percent off your next float at floathouse.ca oh shit son what we podcast are here. number is this oh shit i didn't even say that right because we started pretty started mm-hmm. pretty hot just came in hot talking about super maybe hot. the greatest moment <laughs> I love that. I love that Sparling had that moment with Rammer from EA Sports. So like, like the lead guy for like better part of two decades. Uh, I just want to talk to him again so bad. So, so well, because it just because he because you know, the thing is is like he's such a the good guy. nicest yeah. guy. He's, he's such he's a the good nicest guy. guy. But my favorite thing about sassing 
other hockey fans is when they're nice guys and knowledgeable. <laughs> yeah, because that's, <laughs> that's what I love. He because he there's no way he has he, he's never he's never short of the knowledge that we're spitting at him. Well, like, because like, he's, he's where, ahead of us. Most well, of the that's time. the best hockey chirps and the hockey talks to have. Yeah, because that other guy, if he's on the same page, is just gonna sit there quietly. Go, no, I get it. No, that's a great point. <laughs> yeah. But this, this, and this, yeah, which are all very <laughs> valid points, and you have to go. Mm, shit, I can see that. Alex Sparling. You are a friend of the show, obviously. Oh, wow. I should probably give you an official uh, a little announcement here. But Alex Sparling, Slice TV Zone, actually. That's the only credit I want. <laughs> oh, anything else. Don't say anything else. Slice TV is uh, Alex Sparling. Alex Sparling, uh, he's a comedian. He's a friend of the show. He's a funny motherfucker. And he's fresh back from tour. We love this guy. Thank you so much for doing Thank the show you. tonight. Alex Sparling. Here. Ooh. This, I got to tell you, this is the closest thing we have to a crew episode. That's like not week to week. Like you're not here every week, but no. like when you come on, clearly neither is Saavedra. No, like you and Quasi Thomas are pretty much the two guys I think that come on the show, and I'm like, yeah, this feels like you know Steve McGowan too. I like McGowan now I so much. Still Fuck love Steve McGowan. <laughs> <laughs> we love McGowan uh, to the point that it's yeah, it's fuck Steve McGowan. Right we now. do still have to do. Uh, we talked about it loosely off air a while ago. Yeah, but uh, an episode because because Quasi and I have a fun. A super fun rivalry no, yes. about who does this more. Quasi told me last time I had you on the show, he's like, you motherfucking better not have motherfucking Alex Sparling on the I show. I know that because I listened to the episode <laughs> because I love both yeah. you and Quasi. Yeah. You better not have him on we, before we, me is what he said. But we do have to have an episode <laughs> where the two of us interview you. Oh, I like this. You, and I then like a one-up of who knows and loves Jamie more. Do you think this oh, is something that the uh, the viewers, the listeners would like to listen to? They think, do you think they'd want to Oh, hear? no. We're both stupid. It doesn't really matter. At this point, it doesn't does matter. It, it doesn't matter. Fuck it. Self. No. Fuck it. I, I think that like at this stage, I'm pretty comfortable with like whatever happens. Like I, I don't know. We started this one pretty hot. This, this is, is fine. Yep. I do have, and I have another float house update. Do you? Because uh, I, I was going through... Um, because um, well, my every time I've come on here it just feels like an extended apology for the first time that I was on here. <laughs> um, uh, because I was a little mean about floating. You're uh, always like a little, like just a little. Yeah, but I get it's growing on me to the point where I really, really, really wanted to come here for a, a little bit. Uh, like I was just like going through like just overstressed with work and shit like that, and I wanted to come here. And uh, my girlfriend got me uh, three. Uh, floats three floats a float package nice but uh, have you done it yet no because I was overworked and it expired so I missed oh, the three Jesus of them and I didn't Christ. get a chance to do them but uh, it is Epsom solves right uh, Epsom that's a Epsom 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 solves yeah it's that's a part of the chemistry yeah right but it's <laughs> I I had a bath. Uh, a couple weeks ago <laughs> with Epsom small salt Epsom small I hate that fucking I'm going to go ahead and tell you that it's the I uh, had a small float yeah it's, I had a small float it's uh, it's not quite the same no but no but it was lovely it's so, more of a flit like, than for, a float yeah it was more of like two cups as opposed to like two tons mm. uh, of salt <laughs> two, two tons but I mean for as enjoyable and as lovely and as relaxing and as healing as two nice. cups was two tons uh, like, yeah do it it's if you have two cups of in a, a a residential bathtub and you feel like that's a comfortable thing to do yeah. I think you're okay yeah. you'll be fine if you come into this commercial aquatic facility designed to relax your mind and unlock the mysteries of the universe then why wouldn't you Woo! I think you'd have a good time personally I think you've had a great time I think you'd have a great time oh I need to do it yeah no I want to yeah. do it uh, that's why I think it's important 
when we talk about crazy shit like this that you are allowed to apologize for things like where you're like sounds crazy sounds like a coffin i would never so get stupid. <laughs> yeah, i would never get it because when you say that on the show I'm, I'm like easy on the these guys these are good guys but i was no they are and they're phenomenal but, and, but it was just like it was so new and exciting of a spot and like i've never been in a a, a, a float house before i think it's it was, have you seen altered states Jeez, I'll just say it gets a mention like that. once a week on this show. Now. No, it's only gotten mentioned. No, I swear Jesus. to God, since I've seen the movie, I, can't, I feel like I bring it up or no. you, someone brings it that up. That sounds like it'd be a great sitcom about a couple guys who run a float house. Just keep bringing up <laughs> altered states. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're like it's a good altered movie, states actually. fan group, I guess is what we're trying to say. It'd be a great sitcom, though. Like just like two guys who run a float house and then the people that come through and like the different revelations they have, but they can tell who's like full of shit. I think that's literally Vancouver Real. That's like what their podcast started off as is like people having their stories coming oh. in. Like, but they're oh, doing they're that's gonna, fantastic. They're doing so good for themselves. They just had uh, they're they're gonna have by the time this airs, uh, they'll have Wim Hof. That's crazy. Which is insane. The Iceman. People don't know who what his accomplishments. This guy's like climbing uh, Everest with no clothes and like no oxygen. That like, doesn't seem safe. It doesn't, dude. This guy holds his I breath underwater. He's he's doing like the English Channel. Like, do you know cold? That I've done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, Everest, I don't know about, yeah. but I've not definitely to, done the English Not to minimize chair. his accomplishments, but you've definitely done that. The year before I graduated yeah. high school, I was like, fuck it. Oh, yeah, as yeah. a minor, too. Just right? get in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just get in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's the thing. I I think what we're going to do right now is the first time ever on this show is we've been able to... We're not right now. We're not ready. Not the second. I'm okay, not the second. The but I, I do want to set this up as a little teaser for later on. But um, if you're listening to the audio portion of this, uh, God, God love you. You're doing, you're doing God's work. You're doing God's work. We appreciate that. Uh, but reality of this is some people are watching this online. And if so, we have recently finally figured out how to do live reactions to things. So there's so That's many... That's why I'm wearing a, well, why I'm wearing a hood indoors like an idiot yep. so I don't see the monitor. That's right. You're, you're a you're kind fella to put on the horse blinders yep. like that. Yep. So uh, Seamart is trying to uh, draw up I'm the, trying to line the it footage. Up. Yeah, don't worry so about it. There's 10 hours of footage and I'm trying to find yeah. like a couple minutes here. Well, fucking figure it out. It's your only okay. job. Okay, thank you very but, much. But basically... <laughs> 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 right before this started, he's like... Uh, Sparling's like, oh, I miss you, Seymour. I haven't seen you in a while. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's good. He's like, yeah, you having sex lately? Yeah, you doing pretty good. Well, you gotta know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just let me follow right into that. Like, like, oh, yeah, I haven't seen you in a while. Well, you haven't sex. Ask a lot of people yeah, you... when you ask, like, hey, what's like a lot? At least a lot of the people that yeah. I bump into and yeah. you know regularly. I'm like, hey, what's up? It's just like, oh, same old, same old. Because it's literally just you just go right same for old, it. Same old. So why would you? Why wouldn't you make sure? Well, let me ask you: Are you having sex a lot? Sex. Are you having sex a lot? I've 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 been having sex. Yeah. Um, I have a fucking <laughs> don't, don't beautiful brag. girlfriend who, uh, who I thoroughly enjoy uh, her physical company. And uh, excellent. Having excellent. said that, I've had a savage fucking cold for the last two weeks. Um, I told you uh, earlier this week so, when you coughed on the phone for five minutes yeah. with me. I told you don't bother showing up if you smell like this. I right? smoke. Smell, I sp- smoke a small amount act. of weed every day and a half for the last fifteen years, nice. and That's good. it's so it is good for you. Yeah, absolutely. And and the but the only thing was I was so sick that in the like two and a half weeks, I smoked weed maybe four times and had to have a holes 
like going at the exact same time. Like it was impossible. You sounded like you had tuberculosis on the phone. I gave myself tuberculosis. <laughs> Self-induced <laughs> yeah. TB. Epsom salts tuberculosis. I can't say anything. Uh, I'll tell you what. We are pretty much ready to f and rock. If you want to, oh, you want to do some, you want to do some live reaction stuff. I would love this. Okay, so just um, to preface this here. Okay, so just so everyone knows, so we're gonna live react to some stuff on the show that we've never done this on this podcast. We've uh, the best we've done is like I've held up like my phone for YouTube reactions, and we just like kind of plug it in afterwards or something. But this is like we actually have cams set up and stuff, so hopefully we're gonna screen capture. Like a class example would be, like. What are you saying? You like, meta reference this. Here we go. We like see. if you were to do that. Yeah, if someone, if like if Alex Farling showed me a photo of Alf and then a a girl uh, looking like she's filleting a, a skin bag. She has a penis on top of her face and makes her look like Alf. Alf. It, no, there's nothing that's made me laugh harder. That's in my it. Jesus life. Isn't that the fucking best picture? That's because the best part is that she looks thing. like Alf. She does actually. A little but bit. that's not fun for you if you're watching online. That's why you guys. That's why you didn't show it. Up. That's why you didn't show it. You don't. We don't get age restricted. <laughs> Good yeah, point. You guys got a lot of thirteen-year-old viewers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I certainly hope not. I God, I hope not. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, though. Here's the uh, the reality: is earlier today, Chris Martin, C Mart to you. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> smile more to me. Smile more, Chris Martin. <laughs> Sends me a link earlier today and says, just watch this. Insanity. And I was like, what? He sends me a link and it's this. Okay? So we're just going to play this now and we're going to talk over it as we're watching it. Because, like, he sent me this. I watched 10 minutes of it and I was so intrigued immediately. And uh, I asked Seymour how much he, he watched and he said three hours. About, yeah, a couple hours plus. <laughs> so, Two to three hours. So go ahead and yeah, play yeah. this. Go ahead and All right. This, I got to switch first and then. Uh... Yeah, yeah. So we're still working on the the so crossover. Already it but... looks like the Pittsburgh Penguins. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is uh, the Battle of the Nations in Barcelona, Spain. All right, run it, run it, run it for a bit. Okay, this so this is Ukraine and oh, that's and Russia. So what? This is twenty one. Twenty one versus twenty one. <laughs> oh, they're just they're giving her. There's no holding as back. As soon as at you all. fall down, you're out. And they just get after it. I love this. Can I, you stab a man? Yeah, you can do whatever. Do you, you I mean, the, okay, you can't hit in the back out. of the legs, but so look at what this. do you mean you can't hit in the back? Because you, you can take an axe to the back of some guy's neck. Yes. Okay, so but look, you can't. Take, so what's the name of this league? Uh, this? The Battle of the Nations. Battle of the Nations, and this is this the is, World Championship Final. And this is twenty-one versus twenty-one. No, this 21. is called Battle of Super Virgins. This is called Battle of Nations. <laughs> <laughs> A lot you have it, to stay sitting on the ground. Yeah, once you're out, you, once you've knocked been, been knocked over, you, you're out on the ground. So, so you have to actually be knocked over to what be eliminated. Knee, I think when you take a knee, you're out. Okay, so it's basically like a fatigue game. So if you oh like oh look at this <laughs> oh he's got <laughs> the, the backward choke oh, oh oh my god oh so they're like legit weapons. They're not sharp enough. That's course, a how they oh, so they're dolls, obviously. Yeah, but they still are like they're wearing lots of armor. Oh my god, look at he's just chopping wood. So do you make your own oh, weapons? Look at uh, this. No, you, you can just buy the them. That's illegal. Yeah, you moved on. He moved on. Oh, oh, cross-checking. You can cross-check to the back of the neck. Cross-checking right a... to the face. Or back of the head, sorry. Uh, it wasn't quite Crosby-like. No, no, no. Once it's not, it's got at least a five-minute. <laughs> so Russia, I think, wins this first bout here. Wow. Okay, this so... guy's just giving up and just slowly whacking. Okay, well, he's so... just getting his head back. So I have a question. Come back, children. Watch this medieval warfare. Okay, he's just. Can you kick? That guy was kicking. Yeah. Oh, there's lots of kicking actually. Okay. I love the, the ref uniform. That's yeah, I know. Oh, they're called. Yeah. They're called knight. 
Uh, fuck, knight something. They're just in there, no armor or nothing, no weapons. Yeah, they can get smacked in the head Do they get, easily. they get got? Is, there, is there a blooper reel yet got. of uh, them getting got? It just got happened us. today, so... Uh, I don't know. Oh, it was today the very first yeah. one. So no, no, no. So it was all. It was, uh, was all crazy. weekend. That it was, was all weekend. Crazy. This was the finals today <laughs> of the twenty-one v twenty-one. Yeah, that was the did finals. You, okay. Yeah. You, and it boiled down to Russia and Ukraine. Russia, exactly. That's beautiful, right? Yeah. I was like, oh, there's no history there. Good. It's a nice clean fight. Yeah, that's easy. <laughs> yeah, no, no, forget, forget, forget Czech Republic and Russia, like Summit Series or whatever. No, yeah. no, this yeah. is this is where real rivalries so, like, come down. Do you want to? fight people from another nation that have literally invaded your nation recently and we're going to give you actual weapons. What do you, what do you feel about that? <laughs> oh, You're that's like... fantastic. Yeah, it's a weird one. Seymour, like, this was brilliant, imagine, brilliant stuff. But I just though. imagine, like, if that's what, like, at least from the Ukraine end of things, like, uh, like almost like the plot of uh, Armageddon. Yes. Where they have to find miners. Right, they just go to find the best miners. So it's just like the best larpers across the country. Right, and you get the call. Could you imagine getting that call as a larp? I'm in. I'm in. I'm fucking in. Hundred percent. I've never wanted anything more in my life. I'm in if you address me as my dragon name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then he still goes to the same bar he's been to every fucking night because Serge sucks. I love this. Never gets laid. He sits down in front of Ivanka, who's sitting there. The same girl he's trying to pick up every night. He's like, so. I'm going to be gone for a little bit. Oh, yeah. Where she's you like, go- what are you doing? Yeah, she's like, where, where are you going? What are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm going off to war. What? What, what? do you mean war? war. What war? We lost that already. Yeah. yeah. You're not going. No, he's like, no, it's, it's with swords. Oh, swords. Oh, sorry. You have a bit of an accent. Are you accent I think it's more German than it is Russian. Okay. <laughs> I just love saying uns. 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 Every, every time I place the halbeards. Maces. Uns. Swords. Uns. There were some serious strikes happening there. Can we? No, they. uh, That was savage. He cross-checked that guy one hundred percent, like five-minute major, like hard. No, so like I've often seen. I've so in my about you know. 180 plus minutes of viewing today. Um, I can't believe you watched three hours. What's crazy is that the the strikes that come down on the hands, like. What, oh like, yeah! Like as you are striking someone else with a giant metal weapon, right? They are also striking back at you, and so your your hands are quite exposed, and their gloves aren't as attached as you would think. They they can be ripped off, and some people oh, so as soon as like, they get uh, hit and they they take it back and they they scurry away to the back because oh, it's like I swear to God they've broken a finger, broken, and they now need and to like get another weapon and a glove and get back into well, it. Well, did you see get uh, back into it? That's yeah. fair. well, of course. Seymour, <laughs> Seymour, I hate to throw this on you in the fly, but just because while we're talking about this, uh, would you be able to if I ask you to search something right now now that we've added this function? Would you be able to search it real quick on YouTube? Uh, it's very easily. I don't searchable. think we have the internet, so we don't have the internet. No. What did we just stream then? Oh, I guess we do, yeah. Oh, okay. The perfect. So. Ridiculous. No, I would much rather <laughs> know that you just owned Can 10 you? hours of that. Yeah. That you kept on your personal That would be even better. Yeah. Like, did you walk in with a hard drive of Battle of Nations? I had to get, like, I had to get a new phone. <laughs> <laughs> Can you pull up really quickly here just to Well, uh, first, just while I do, yeah. I would have to ask that I could, it's going to take me a couple minutes, but yeah. Sure. No, it just uh, look up Mark Mathot. Sidney Crosby because this brings up the point you just said about unprotected uh, digits and fingers and stuff like that Mm. so this just happened in the NHL and uh, Mark Mathot if he gets but I mean that's the problem I guess we should wait so no, no, no. Gonna, keep, keep. No, go ahead. Go ahead. The problem, the problem. Just go to a bird's eye if you want, bro. If you want to okay, search stuff. Okay, yeah. okay. Like, uh, I get that that's like it by, I mean, by the book, 
not an illegal, totally illegal play. It's totally not. That's it like right you there. Get, yeah, it's a slashing that. penalty. I don't even think he got a... Did he even get a slashing penalty for it? Let's watch right here. Let's, okay, so Seymour's got it up here. Look how good he is now that we have this function. <laughs> this is going to be the whole show now. We're just going to do... Uh, I know. This is going to be... This is a unique uh, show. Uh, okay, because I'm going to switch to it and then... Yeah, sure. Talk. One day we'll just switch... In a seamless fashion. Okay, so here we are. So here's what happened is Mark Mathot. Mark Mathot's a defenseman right here. He's playing. Who's Mark Mathot? I think the guy who has the puck right now. This is Mark That's yeah. And he plays for the Ottawa Senators in the NHL. And Sidney Crosby, everyone knows him for Pittsburgh Penguins. Now that this slash. Is just nothing. Did you just see that there? So he just slashed his hand. Now Mark says, you that really fucking hurt. Now watch. He checks his hand. Now look at this. Pause it if he can when it, when it shows his hand here. So that's all he did. I think if you go did forward, you see that? zoom in on it. Did you see how? Just Where? back that up real quick. Yeah, back that up just a couple seconds. Watch how easy this is and just let it play through. So hits it. That's an every everyday, everyday slash. Dinners. That happens all the time. Now watch this. Now now Seamart just But he be- cuts his fucking finger off. Look at this. Ooh, pause uh. that. Ooh, ooh, look at that. Oh my god. You just hit space. Hit space and pause that right there. Oh, look at that. Oh it's god. Good. It's not good. So that finger, now he happened to just get slashed just between the pad where that that part of the, the protection doesn't cover. And because of that, we're talking about like this is you know, we just watched a medieval battle to an insane degree. When you were like, well, people their are armor walking. Is quite thick on that one, but yeah. When I people agree. are cradling their hands walking away, I'm like, Jesus, like, what is going yeah. on there? Because, like, that's not a weapon. Well, that was a hockey with stick. The joints is the same way with a hockey glove, is there's just, like, that little, that joint of just fabric. Yeah. That just hangs between the padding. Just mm-hmm. crazy I still shit, feel though. Like, honestly, like, if you're gonna, if you're gonna borderline cut a guy's finger off, there has to be a penalty there. Like, he I didn't do get a penalty for that. Do you not get a penalty for that? I don't. But I what's don't even... the what? Like a slash is not just like your stick riding up on someone's on their they're, hand. They're generally right? like two handed whacks, like lumberjack style. Like, like if you're, mm. but you're allowed to, you're allowed to, depending on the ref. That's what's another a borderline too. stick tap? Yeah, like, just you're like, allowed to like let the guy know. The stick to just... Yeah, because you're trying to get the guy to lift his stick to affect his puck control, right? Mm-hmm. So at the same time, like that's no one could kind claim of allowed. that like he was that was his goal. You're not allowed That's to insane. water ski is like what it comes down to like like hooking and slashing. You're not allowed to like physically pull the guy with mm-hmm. the blade of the stick. Or I run like interestingly. You're actually not allowed to do that fully in Battle of the Nations That's either. I love it. You so, can grab people by the shoulder and stuff. <laughs> well, let's go but through you can't grab the by the neck. What would okay, the penalties be? Fi- in okay, let's figure this out because we literally are so ignorant to the sport. These might so I learned be you can't hit you can't hit the guys okay. in the back of the leg. This because is, it's about knocking people down. So if you just jab, like if you had a pole arm right. and you just bash them in the back of the leg, they're probably going to go down. Is there a limited? Here's a question: Is there in this sport, this battle of nations, is there a limited number of, uh, like, say, you can have like five swordsmen, five? Uh, it seems like they can switch around. So they, it seems like you want enough people with your uh, frontal, like your shield wall, essentially, and you have the people with the pole arms in the back, <laughs> and they just do. Like, That's I mean, what that guy was like, doing. They just, they just, they just, like they just come wax. down and hammer people on the fucking head. Oh That's insane. No, yeah. Yeah, I love it so much. But I love, too, that it's like countries like Canada participate who historically... I saw Canada, have, yeah. yeah. But Canada, China was there earlier. No medieval experience. No, yeah. USA whatsoever. was there. Canada and USA got run over by the Russians and the... <laughs> 
like on the French and like they get because well, love... they don't have any family values attached <laughs> to like fucking macing a dude in the head. Well, they also haven't had many families in the macing no. game. No, exactly. But that's exactly it. Like Canada and America are like we're just historically better at shooting yeah. people. Yeah, normally like, we got old when guns. We, got here. we killed buffalo here, love, motherfucker. I yeah. love this so much. Exactly. <laughs> I, I love I love the idea so much that there is like um, first of all. 21 people that have shared What a strange number, body. though. Why is it 21 v. 21? I haven't deciphered that. I wonder if it's because uh, I don't know. That's yeah, why. That's what <laughs> I, so that's they that's divvy it up? Because there's there different guys with just like uh, do, like uh, short... Like, do you get to pick your weapon? Like a bunch of short... Like that's a, what I'm saying. No, like, so, like not necessarily dual wield. Like, nobody was dual wielding no, small battle So axes. it seems so in the... Uh, I noticed... And I don't know the exact rules, but I noticed that in the single fight... How have you watched it for fight, three hours and not looked up the exact rules? Well, well... Actually, I have a great I answer for yet. that. Probably because he was just so enthralled, like, the well, way because, we were. Well, like, because... That just, makes sense. Sometimes you can kind of just see what's probably going on. If no one's if everyone's wielding those like falchions or whatever and those yeah. like that I, I assume this. that's part of the rules I love this Re- otherwise you would find more differentiation between weapons three hours and he's like I think I can assume enough of the rules here no fucking <laughs> <laughs> bit of a no. sword batman over no, here but like but in the in the uh, in the 1v I watched some of the 1v1 fights which I thought would be more interesting 1v1 but they're kind of slower and that makes sense because you give each other time and just like yeah but I saw some two handed swords in which that's what I was looking for like a claymore yeah, like they were definitely like, like a, a one and a big, half, like, like a bastard like sword a style. William like Wallace. Big, yeah. yeah, and they were pretty cool. There's a lot of blocking, which I noticed in the uh, in the twenty one v twenty one match. Not a lot of blocking. Just like, slap. It's just anarchy. But by twenty one twenty one, I do wish that you like you had a team of like three archers. All archers, the crossbowmen. Yeah. It's like I will kill you. Yeah. <laughs> I, even if you try to dull that down, it still needs to one be sharp enough to be no. aerodynamic, and then two dull enough, just a full fuck. Interestingly, you could though, do it with the crossbow. I feel like no, the crossbows are dead. Like a bow and arrow, it was just like dulled. You remember, like make, as a kid making like willow branch uh, bows sure, and arrows. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And just like the, the the. However, I was actually reading something interestingly uh, about longbows. Not just, but in my travels, I was reading about longbow battles and about what it actually meant <laughs> for. Uh, the two armies fighting them, and I thought it was interesting. Is one person kind of because no one truly knows like the Battle of Creasy and like a bunch of these well, yeah, these big battles. Anyway, the point is is that they he, he kind of was thinking that the archer like there's almost a zero percent chance that the archer penetrates the armor of a mounted or armored uh, yes. knight yeah. infantry yeah. infantry yeah. unit like a man at arms yeah, or a knight. Say, yeah. Like you're not going to hurt them. Okay. However. Like they estimated, like some of the the pound force of these arrows could be up to like three hundred pounds per square inch, which is not crazy, but it's still enough. It's like, like if you hit you in the head, the head about, you're yeah. like Jesus. And so enough of these archers. I think it was a bit more than oh come fuck off. <laughs> no, yeah. but the the idea was that it was almost like a like a boxing match between the two armies with their with their archers to just beat the oh. other army down and then when there are when they got close to each other when they fought you would kind of warn them down yeah, that makes idea. sense. Oh, well, because it also takes, idea, it like, takes so much to pull a longbow. I read sure, yeah, and so you can't, yeah, exactly. So it's not yeah. Like totally you're not right. rapid firing a longbow. No, and even if you could, you yeah. wouldn't because you'd be worn out in like yeah. an hour. I read this. And these battles are oh, easy. like eight re- to ten hours long. Yeah, like I read a long time ago that more more knights historically died of heart attacks on the field than hmm. of mortal wounds. Because of the weight that of carrying so your sense, armor yeah. around, hmm. and then the panic of battle—you like just had this blood rush of like combat high, 
and then suddenly your heart's just like. But could you imagine having trying to like figuring that out in the age and just knowing that you just like you just you're the quiet killer. But, like, you killed all these great knights, and it's just literally because you just ran around them. They probably think it was magic. <laughs> they probably no think fear. it was magic. That's where rogues came that's from. That's where oh, rogues came That's exactly. They probably think it was magic. They're like, they're like, we've been totally cursed on the field today. Forty of our best knights fell by not a single blow. Well, did you ever watch, um, uh, it was on Discovery. Fuck, what's it called? It's not the, the one culture versus the other culture. So, yeah, the one culture, like, the warrior yeah. from one culture versus the What was that called? War- you watched that shit. What Greatest... Grace Warrior, Warrior, Delius Warrior, yeah. It's not about a culture. They have like some. No, but where they have like like your like your classic English uh, medieval infantry versus like an Apache warrior. Sure. And just like all of like the traps and the long range like archery with the Apache warrior and the tomahawk versus just like that shielding and brute fucking strength from the English. But you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. they recreate that. Oh man, that's a great recreation show. Some sure, shit that yeah. I've I mean, always experimental wanted. archaeology. Well, we were talking about this earlier, but one of my favorite things ever is uh, reenactments. Oh, reenactments are my favorite thing because they're either like the best, and you're like, "Whoa, I feel like that happened," or be, or the, or they're the worst, and you're like, "Oh, that's awesome." Well, that's always my favorite part about watching the best. Well, the reenactments too, because you you it's like uh, like. Like on a um, like forty eight hours kind of a thing. Yes, the and first forty eight. Yeah, the first forty eight, <laughs> and you watch these guys do the reenactments, and then you have to then taking a step back to realize that these people actually audition for the role, and a lot of people that'll be their only role of all time. Yeah, no, of course. <laughs> like I killed my wife and two kids. That that's my whole fucking acting career. Well, I was saying before the reason why I'm so into prison documentaries and like obsessed, like crazy obsessed with prison documentaries is that uh, I like. The, a desire to go the, to prison? Well, the golden goose of watching these documentaries is when they actually, and this is very rare, it's the unicorn of all of them, is when <laughs> they have the actual person who committed the crime in the reenactment. <laughs> that is the, like, that is that the golden seen, goose. Well, almost like, um, uh, again, I almost never watch because I fucking hate flying, but that, like, they, I like, about a, that. just like the airplane oh, disasters yes. or whatever. Oh, those are second and, favorite. And because some of those pilots survive... Oh god! They'll reenact the same, much the same way. Like they'll just like reenact how like it's always the they dark. Landed it, yeah. It's always the dark room behind them. But he's just like he remembers that feeling and just like never does the PTSD pop because why? I mean, you're just that <laughs> badass for sure. But like he's just like I can shoot for a half insane. hour and then I need to go take a float because yeah. I just uh, I it's all coming back to me. This is the best ad for float house we've ever done. By the way, if you've <laughs> suffered from medieval yeah, wounds today. Medieval wounds or uh, saved a plane from crashing, come float. <laughs> Fix yourself. I'd be curious about PTSD and floating, to be honest. It's actually very beneficial. You know what you know what helps PTSD more than anything they've been finding is psilocybin. I saw yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. But would not the float house be not the float house, the float house is great. Let's cut but them it, out of this. The, no, but like yeah. uh, the like floating in general, like isolation tanks, would that not be like to be alone in your thoughts? Is I, that not the one I, I don't know danger if, of, of PTSD on some level? Is I, like okay, a, I'm obviously not a doctor, but from what no. I from what I understand, any doctors in here? Any no, doctors? no, MD, no, no, yeah, MD. Oh, yeah. that's great. Oh, that's great. Uh, that's I obviously not, but like I what it, from what I understand though, the nature of PTSD is so individually. Yeah, based. I have no experience, so. No, I, I mean, for, like, seriously, though, like, it, the, if you have PTSD, your level might vary wildly from someone else. Like, someone else yeah. who literally has, like, 
combat flashbacks and they go back versus someone who was in a car accident or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, I'd am I, am I a room full of people like trying to one up each other with their PTSD? Well, here's okay. So here, that's a good point because I, I I was just going to ask you like, am I is this out of line to ask you like do, do you? No, have, I have no PTSD at all. No, is it because you don't have any recollection of the event? I think there's, there's a lot of that, and I just don't care enough. Like, I don't know if people know what we're even talking about. They, there's a camera. They do. I only have one eye. And it, <laughs> I mean, that's, oh, that's what it is. I was like, they got the picture and picture reaction, and they got a special effects budget. I just don't know. And they spent it all in CGA and I. CGA and I. CGA and I. salt. I don't know if uh, we've ever actually talked about what happened on the show, though. Have we ever talked about it? I don't know. Because even way back on the AMP records, like the, the Vault episodes, I think because the first time I had you on, it was you and Devin Alexander. Love Devin. Well, a lot of people have probably, it was that, it was the um, Bertuzzi incident. Okay, so you what, are you, what are you talking about? It's fucking Bertuzzi hit me. <laughs> Todd Bertuzzi. Todd Bertuzzi. Allegedly. <laughs> fucking hit me. Jesus Christ. So, I mean, I'm... Todd I'm, I'm shocked that he was so violent. Like he has such Todd a Bertuzzi. What was the reasoning? He has such a pacifist. Sean Avery. <laughs> Sean Avery. Evander Kane. Yes. And noted predator. Alleged, allegedly. Serious. Obvious rapist. Hey, no, allegedly. Oh no. No, he's not even. No. no, he didn't even try to elope. He just tried to take her. Jesus Christ. Oh, did you say a nope? You said said a nope. He said nope, not nope. a lope. This is the second podcast this week I've called Vander Kane a rapist on, and I, I regret you, nothing. I think we're going to throw an allegedly in there just to protect you. Sure. Uh, they allegedly broke into my house and I hit me with a hand. No, no. You... Todd Bertuzzi allegedly. Oh, my God. This is took weird. My eye. This is strange for people that don't know the story because here they are thinking that these NHL players have done this atrocious <laughs> tragedy. They never got caught, but I know it was Todd Bertuzzi. You know, they never got <laughs> Also, like, as an audio form, yeah. that would be impossible. Oh, this is also impossible for, yeah, for people to know. <laughs> so the majority of our listeners listen to the show. They don't, they don't watch. So what, right. I, what I would like, if you're comfortable. I only have one eye. Because? Because of a home invasion. Which happened how many years ago? Roughly around when Todd Bertuzzi retired. <laughs> just I'm just saying all of the it's all of the evidence lines up. It's it's not a coincidence. They never Ooh, caught the yeah. guy. I don't yeah. know for sure. So you think he's just like I don't get thrills out of life anymore? Ah, I, he's just like I'm not fucking done. <laughs> <laughs> I still have massive damage to lay Yeah, <laughs> I can't watch Red Wings games anymore. That's like the, it's tough. Doesn't his kid play for the Red Wings now? Is that it's true? His nephew. Oh, his nephew. Yeah. Uh, you never is procreated? It for, is it for the Red Wings? I think you play as the Red Wings. That's a pretty so. crazy dynasty. But anyway. Well, easy with the dynasty. Well, I mean, like. He's Todd Bertuzzi. I'm just saying. Noted, like, noted neck How many people get it's to the family, NHL? Family's always fun in the NHL. Is, I like Kachuk. Oh, yeah. That's I, I like, fucking a lot of fun. I like uh, Keith Kachuk's kid, Matt. Yeah. yeah. He's, um, he's, a, he's a monster. But hold on. We're totally getting off track. Just You're like right. You, is that you don't want to talk about it? No, I do want to talk about it. I just thought, I don't know if our listeners have ever heard you no, tell I didn't. I, yeah, no, I lost an eye in a home invasion. Which is, okay, that's an insane statement. It's just, yeah, and it's also just so easy now at this point. Like, seven years after the fact, it's just like, So yeah. it was seven years ago. So, like... Seven, eight? Seven, eight? I'm only, I'm only saying this because I want everyone to be on the same page when they're No, that makes total cause, sense. Because you reference Jamie, it and joke okay. about it. No, yeah. no, no, you joke it's about okay. it. So watch that I'm like, I... I 
don't know if we've ever talked about it on the show. I don't know if we have. Maybe like a lot. Like, like I know. First, you and, but I think we might have talked about one of the first. No, the first time we did no, it. Not even no, then. no, no. I think we made reference to it because like it got brought up at a show once or something like that. Because we were talking about Todd Bertuzzi and I didn't tell you at that point. <laughs> Here we go. But it's just a trigger for me. What, what I'm trying to say is you, you didn't – like originally we were talking about PTSD, right? So what I'm, as I said, I'm like, you don't have any PTSD because you, you seem no. like you'd be a prime candidate for that. No, because I don't. Why do you I was, don't? Because I was just, because I, I was blackout drunk washing dishes like four o'clock in the morning and then just. So you go to bed, you go to bed blackout no, drunk. No, no, no. I'm washing dishes and they burst in while I was washing dishes. So you were blackout drunk. It was on Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. Okay. So it's Thanksgiving. You and your roommate are drunk. Well, the whole house was like, we had a bit of a party. Okay. But so me and my buddy are the last two up and we both decide to. Like just all this information that you're telling me right now, this is being relayed by what party? Like who? everybody in the house. Everyone in the house it knows. told me this. Has told me this after the fact. Okay, so here you are washing dishes, blackout drunk. You don't. You're not even aware of your faculties. You're completely out of it. Well, I mean, I'm still pretty good at drinking, so I'm like <laughs> I'm washing dishes a little bit. Yeah, like I was washing. Di- like they probably the, need to be washed after. Like, like I, I imagine. was. I was together enough that I'm sure when somebody burst in, the, the four guys burst through the back door. I said something. What do you think he said? Get out of my house, Todd. Because <laughs> you, you immediately had the wherewithal. You recognize Todd Bertuzzi. To identify him. Well, the snake in the grass still wears his jersey. <laughs> During the attack. Everywhere in the jersey. Everywhere, yeah. This is so strange that he would have no... Uh, first of all, were they masked? Pardon me? Were they masked? Well, with a visor. Yeah, you well, you were... He would, yeah, Placanic was there wearing a fucking turtleneck. Thomas Placanic, noted <laughs> yeah. Montreal Canadian. Yeah, noted turtleneck wearer. Enthusiast. Turtleneck enthusiast. That's exactly tactile neck. Turtleneck and uh, hammer enthusiast. Oh god! So as we advance through this dark comedy that you're making, and that this. guy, that guy was there too. Come back here. Just, <laughs> <laughs> you just gave Seamart anxiety with getting out of frame. He's like, <gasps> no, it was no, good. you're okay. I think it's yeah. good when they kind of people come kind of around. Um, Perfect. So, so to follow up on that, so these guys burst into the house. Firstly, I was. Um, Clocked me in the face. Like, they just, they, they clocked me first and then woke up my buddy, um, threw him down in front of me, put a gun to his head and was like, where is your shit? And my buddy was like, yeah, you're Whoa. lucky if there's like a couple roaches downstairs. Whoa. And then they're like, oh, okay. And then stole my iPod and left. Hold on though. Wait, they put a gun, they, when they say they clocked you, they yeah, punched you? With a hammer. They clocked me. Like a. So they come in, they don't say anything. They immediately hit you in the head. Face with a hammer? That I don't know. I don't know if we had a conversation about Marty McSorley or like what I might have said to piss him <laughs> off. You know? I'm pretty sure I definitely said as he walked in, I said Burroughs is a racist. Just something <laughs> something cute to kick off conversation Allegedly. with former Canuck Todd Bertuzzi. An icebreaker. Icebreaker. Yeah. You just and his response was Like that's most of his interviews. Right. <laughs> and then he hit you. And then he just clocked me. So I mean all jokes aside, your cavalier nature about that is fucking remarkable and in a lot of ways. I, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty blown away by that because like that is like such a fucking yeah, crazy you event. You gotta do like what else are you, you have supposed such, to do? You have such a great attitude about life though. That's one of the thing one of the if I if I could say this, one of my favorite things about you, my friend, is that you have like oh. the coolest fucking attitude. Like you are like uh you have you have this grasp on 
life. Oh, you sweetheart. That is, it's a beautiful thing, man. It's it it's recognizable. It's not just me. It's peers that that are like, man, like Sparling knows how he's doing this. Yeah. Just the idea that like here I am talking about quite possibly the most tragic events in your life, and you're making us laugh our asses off. A lot of it just I just want to ruin somebody's hockey career. <laughs> I just want to like just one player who's wronged me in the past. I want to tarnish Wronged his... you, Ro- yeah, allegedly. I just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to tarnish his reputation, so there's never like. I'm gonna keep peppering allegedly in here because this you is can do that. It's gonna be a letter for you sure. Can, Allegedly, there will be a letter. They'll never. <laughs> they don't pay attention. The Canucks organization doesn't care. Doesn't pay attention to any of their fans' needs. They clearly don't. Let alone yeah. like all of a sudden somebody's like, making accusations of Todd Bertuzzi and Alex Burrows <laughs> stole my eye with a hammer. They're not going to notice that because they don't listen. They don't listen to the fans enough to save rebuild for the last four years. Like Trevor <laughs> Linden can't Fuck. do it, and that there's a reason that horseshit, stupid, fucking garbage hockey team drafted fifth overall. Because that's how I believe in the hockey gods. Because they're like, no, no, unless you let, unless you let just an everyday dude. And a group of his friends yeah. who works at Safeway and lives in Surrey and buys a jersey and wants to come to a hockey game, unless you can let him afford and open those seats in the lower bowl to him, then you can go fuck yourself for the rest of hockey eternity. It's a weird spot to be in. Because, well, that's a, it's so funny. I God, I hate that team so much. But they, and we've talked about this so what's much before. What's your team, before. Sparling? Just to be, let's put it out. What's your team? Oh, the Winnipeg Jets. Okay. Do you have a... Uh, any... The 2019 Stanley Cup champions, the Winnipeg Jets. Do you have any gear? <laughs> the 2019. By the way, the last three years, he's been, saying, he's been saying 2019. It's like, going to happen. Like, he's been it's... calling that exact year. So if this happens... What are happens, the Vegas odds on this that? This footage right here. This is why footage is important. What are the, if, foot, what, what, sorry, you, what are the odds on that, though? Astronomical. You can't... Well, <laughs> just like, there's so much that needs to happen in two years. Like, the clock is ticking. I'm... I'm I'm starting to get panicked, but happy I didn't tattoo it on my fucking neck yet. You just, you're the kind yeah. of guy that still wears a Jets hat during the postseason, the second round of the playoffs. You have to, especially in Vancouver. Like I, I was like, your I don't team know. didn't exist until a couple years ago. <gasps> hockey still did, quality hockey did, <laughs> and that's a thing that hasn't existed in this stupid city in so long. Jesus Christ, Alex Sparling. It's not my fault. I'm hockey culture in Do the you, city of Vancouver. You just go, you just go from venue to venue making friends that's what i get i try to yeah i did did uh, you or did you not on live tv on global news talk about how andre pavlik was uh noted goaltender for the winnipeg jets he's a glorified ahl what did you say though he said uh they asked me because i uh won a contest and they were asking me what i was going to do with all this new momentum and i was like well hopefully this gets me the opportunity to play uh, goaltending for the Winnipeg Jets because right now anybody's better than Andre Pavlik, who's a glorified AHL goaltender who has no business making that kind of money in a real hockey league. He's a fucking. I hate him. I love it so him. much. The matter is that nothing. I love that. Here's my favorite. Worst person on the planet. Here's my favorite part about this story, though, is uh, I was producing one morning and Spartling calls me up and he, it's like I don't know, like a Tuesday or Monday or something, and he calls me up and he says. Uh, Hey, 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 uh, what are you doing right now? And I was like, what? He's like, uh, I just did a bunch of media, and I think they're going to edit it out of most of them, but I'm pretty sure I got in on the global. That's all I've ever wanted. I just want, I just want. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, what'd you say? I want Kevin (laughs) Sheveldayov to have a reason to reach out and be like, Alex, 
What do I do? It's one of my favorite well, things Well, then what do I do? Ever. What do you want me to do? And I go, you fucking make a run for Ben Bishop or a real... Because it's like we were talking about goaltending is going to be the most important fucking thing in this league in the next Big five time. years. I definitely agree with that. I think that's why guys like Carey Price and his unrestricted free agent, what would it, be, he's going to command like that's so scary. 12 million bucks, oh. 10, oh. What would be different between why is this year or any future year from... Uh, this or the past couple what, years on, why is that unique? If to I can, the, uh, goaltending, then if I can before? answer, if I yep, can answer, uh, I think you have a great theory behind it, but if I could just lay the foundation real quick, uh, during the lockout of the NHL season in 2005, 2006, that lockout season, uh, there was a number of rule changes made, but most importantly, uh, league wide, they, they implemented a salary cap and that salary cap was with the intention of allowing smaller market teams to be able to compete with the larger markets like New York and LA, et cetera. Which is so, important. Which is very important, especially in the Canadian market. Because I would agree that, with salary caps. Yeah, and at that time, Canadian dollar you know, equivalency is, is very important compared to the U.S. dollar. So, uh, like, before it's that... when the you had, still. Well, before that lockout, you were having players demand Basically. to be paid in U.S. dollars, which was, like, you know, really screwing some markets up. That's why the Winnipeg Jets literally had to leave for 20 fucking years. Well, that, and then Winnipeg... Got a little snobby with the team and stopped well, going to well, games snobby. and they ran out of money. Yeah, yeah, that also happened. But, like, part of being able to draw is being able to have uh, a, a competitive team. And right now, the league has never been on parity as, as hard as it is right now. Because an eighth seed team can and has won recently all the way to the Stanley Cup. So when What's I say part that, of the reasons the last four I want to say almost five years of playoffs have just been weird. Yes. Like the pl- teams that have just snuck in and then done that well are like, what the yeah. fuck? And you have like traditional like teams that are like the Habs won their division this year, had won every, they were the top of the division the entire year. Only for 24 hours, they weren't on top or something. So the whole year, so that means in layman's terms, they defeated every team in their division the most to be at the top of that division. Like, like just to be clear. So to have that, uh, as an accolade, and then to go into the playoffs and lose and only manage to have two wins is uh, is pretty like that doesn't really statistically match up with how well they should have done. And that's just I'm talking Montreal because I'm the Habs. Sure. Yeah. So how does that factor into the goaltending? The goaltending being that Montreal has arguably the best goaltender on the planet, Carey okay. Price, and here it didn't help at all. But that's because forward depth, and I'll let Sparling take it from here. Forward depth is like. So disgusting. So disgusting. It's like it's, it's so- changing so much because. Well, what's what, you, define well, that? What does that mean? You used to before the salary cap. You used to be able to load teams. Like you'd have you'd have stacked teams of like your fourth line could be the first line on most teams. That kind yeah, of but I mean, like, didn't that not work out for uh, what's the New York basketball team? Yeah, but basketball is yeah, a that, disgusting fringe yeah. sport. No, but I mean, like, like, <laughs> well, like team like cohesiveness. Is it's like more paramount. It's more important to point out that, like, the team. You're right. The team cohesiveness is important, but it's more important the that Knicks. Like, your your ability to roll four lines in the playoffs is, is everything. Is everything because things come down to like the most minor detail in the playoffs, where like a home team has last line change, so they can literally have their best player out there. If you have like a guy earlier, like we were just watching the clips earlier, if you have like Mark Mathot as a defenseman. And you want him specifically covering Crosby. If you're the home team, you know he's going to be out there smothering him every time, and that's, that's or like, getting his finger. Like in the, it's like the same way. Like finger, if Crosby yeah. was playing for a lot of other teams and just got took that hit and was out of the playoffs, yeah, it'd be like you'd pull bets 
because your bets because there's no fucking way they're yeah. making the playoffs. I, Whereas Pittsburgh is so deep, deep. Yeah. every line is producing. Like you're still like. But doesn't that take me. away from the goaltending idea? Well, if your lines are so is, deep, then well, why doesn't your goaltending matter? Yeah, this is smart. This oh, okay. Is, this Sorry. is interesting. I apologize. Yeah. Is that like what I'm saying is that in the next. I'm, it's not like it's going to be the next two years, mm-hmm. but guaranteed um, the next three, four, where we see guys like like McDavid and um, second overall uh, uh, world champion MVP right. and future Calder winning um, player Patrick Line, then Austin Matthews. <laughs> when these kids start um, uh, getting like older and starting to get to the peak of their performance, goaltending right. is going to become the biggest thing. Because that forward depth is already right, and that's what we've seen right now is that uh, teams have been drafting um, to, 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 and, to, and trading to stack that front line. So the game is so fast, and these kids are so smart, and their shots are just off the fucking hook. Like like Patrick Lines, and I'm not just it's just not, not just being even biased, but you look at Patrick, he's a Winnipeg Jet. This is Winnipeg yeah. Jet. You look at his release time. And the only other time a release time has been that exciting and game changing is when you got Brandon Shanahan inventing the fucking snapshot. Basically, yeah, like like an innovative. Like, well, doesn't, doesn't your yeah. like and not to because I, I think I agree with you and what your point is, but like as those players like their rookie contracts are short. They are, but they're so, as players so are as get they, better and better. But, but as they get better, they start demanding higher and higher salaries, which push you out of the, the salary is, cap. Is now is, and well, what the forward depth of the problem now is, or not the problem, the exciting thing is that you can these. There's so many kids coming up mm. that are just going to start like like, here's like, like a the new old guard is going to get like shallower and shallower and shallower. Yeah, sure. Like here's the thing. So, but why as does goaltending? But my well, point is this: is that teams are going to have to really start looking at. Drafting and um, uh, and building goaltenders first and foremost. My, my point is this: like right now, if you knew that um, like Crosby and Ovechkin are still like at their peak, like maybe two three years out of like kind of fucking slumping, and then not even outside of All Stars first round draft picks like McDavid, Austin Matthews, and these guys, but you're still getting like Mark Shifley, who is like, I want to say, fucking fifth or seventh uh, draft pick overall. It's slowly turning into one of the best centers in the game. Um, JC, uh, JC Peugeot, or whatever. Uh, Mark, John Gabriel yeah, Peugeot. And Stone in, um, in Ottawa. Like Curtis Lazar, Max Domi. Um, all of these fucking kids are just getting better and better and better. And I'm saying in about five years, that four death is going to be so huge that goaltending is going to be a, such a big thing. Like in That's three it. years. So, so what he's saying is like basically right now it's on, everything's parody. Yeah. But, but four on death the is going to be massively overbalanced because there hasn't been like an incredible steal a game kind of goaltender since Carey Price. Yeah. Or and a, a couple, goaltender couple doesn't get drafted like, yeah. for at least a 10th or 15. Even. Yeah. Like even historically. I but think like a first Mark, overall. Mark Andre Fleury is probably the only. Well, yeah. The for, only goaltender in the NHL history to be drafted number one overall. Yeah. Right? And it's a thing that's going to have yeah. to happen. It'd be often. like in football. I mean, it's I don't much know, more rare position. I don't know much about saying. football, but like it would be like if you drafted a kicker number because one. Because he was just that important. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's it's an important position, you know? So here's the thing. Hmm. Uh, that When you brought up earlier about rookie contracts, the thing about this is is like you, you enter in into in the in the collective bargaining agreement with the NHL is you enter into this three year yeah it's short entry well it's I mean three seasons is a long time for a young kid but it's the d- developing time when that person can come you in can, when they're finally at their 
like they're playing against the competition that is the best that there is. Yeah, well, kind of right in a way. If, well, if how you, is it different? How, like, here, I'm sorry, how is it not? Okay, so you literally like let's say unless they're not being played at let's all. Let's say you let's say you get drafted right from juniors and you play right away. Like if you're Connor McDavid, you're you're coming in as a generational talent. You're quite literally the lead. Like you lead the league in most stats. Like you're the best guy playing right now, but you're 18. Okay, so like if you could throw yourself back to 18 for a second the, in the league in the AHL or the previous league? in the NHL in the NHL, you get drafted. And you immediately start playing. Like that's, it's rare nowadays, but that it happens. Well, so, so what I'm, what I'm trying to say is, uh, the first three years of your career, whatever team drafts you, if you sign with them, which most kids do, obviously it's like the dream, mm-hmm. they can sign you for a maximum of nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year, maximum. But the minimum you can make is five hundred fifty thousand dollars. But for a year. how many years? For three years. For three. So yeah, that's called exactly. an ELC. So that's your entry level contract. So after that's complete you enter into what is called restricted free agency. So you're an RFA. If you're an RFA, you're allowed to negotiate a new contract, but your your drafting team gets first dibs on you. But, they, how, but you can refuse. You can definitely refuse, but that will... You don't. I mean, hockey's such a but old why would school you? sport. Like I, I, Here's the thing. Kyle Turris on Ottawa Senators, when he held out for uh, the Arizona Coyotes, and now he's playing for the Senators, he held out... Wouldn't didn't want to play with them anymore. Held out until Arizona was forced into a corner and had to make a deal. Arizona didn't make much on the deal. Well, and then think. your classic Eric Lindros, like I yeah, just or not Lyric fucking play. But that's also yeah. like. But that's what, the main point being that like they the, the team that drafts you gets your three major years. If you're lucky, they develop you in the role that you're supposed to be. And then when you enter in your fourth and fifth years, you get a bit more money. Like you get usually what is a bridge contract. And then if you successfully have been in the league for five years at that point, if, or you're over 20, I don't know how that works. If you're over 27, I think. If some, whatever, some, whatever comes some first. Because some, yeah. some of the European leagues, you don't actually start. Like, you I would might, imagine. Or you guys bounce back yeah. down to a farm team for a while. Yeah, or you might be drafted at the age of 22. So, like sure. if you play like later and like whatever, so, so the fact being that like when you reach that sixth year, you don't know if there's another contract at the end of that. Like the idea of these journeyman guys back in the day, like Bill, like Bill Guerin and yep. all these guys like Mark Recchi, these guys that used to play one season here, one season there, two here, one there, all the way into their forties. You'd be forty years old, and then they'd be like, okay, I'm going to retire uh, with a playoff push or something like that. That is, that whole idea is like fading. Because you have mammoth monster contracts where guys are like, like in that CBA mammoth contracts, and the kids are just too good. They're, They're just like too they, you're good. Just what would be out? the average like for if you were to like you know, this is an absurd stat to like ask for, but like the average contract length Lately? for a player. No, no, it's for a player. It's Any better player to, it's of better all to, players. It's better to say the maximum. The maximum. No average. Because the average indicates Probably what most players are changed, doing. The average has changed too with like those like all the, the not not even necessarily all star but like consistent producers. The average contract like it's four to five years. I would say, like especially say four when years. you look, yeah, four sure, years. you look at especially like um, mm-hmm. Vancouver, Winnipeg, and then a bunch of the smaller. Um, like if you get a guy who's like, if you get a guy who's doing twenty pulling twenty five goals a season, you're. In, in in a in a team that's like still like a bubble like an 89 88 points a season team yeah. you're signing him to a four year contract yeah 
Mm-hmm. Because you're not, course, necessarily, he's not necessarily a franchise player, but he's a, for sure your second line until you can pick up somebody serious. I definitely. And see, that's the, that's the kind of what I'm saying. Because like, while that's happening, the scenario that, that Sparling just laid out, you have draft picks that are not Connor McDavid level, but mm-hmm. are still requiring development. Same development. And so you yeah. need veteran presence around them and things like that. So like that's kind yeah. of the uh, Well, that's the why idea. you keep these guys. Yeah, it's, it's not like really good for the rookies then. The rookies are kind of fucked it can over. Be. No, no, I, I that, but that depends on management. That, yeah, well, I right? just mean like, like, in... like Vancouver is a perfect wasted opportunity. Where oh you my have... god! So no, 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 this is no, a this great example. This isn't for hating. This is like because I, I agree you with have you have uh, insane, perfect, incredibly talented veterans and guys like the Sedins. Um and you're not bringing up um, like if you'd kept a guy like Kevin Bieksa to help bring up guys like. Uh, your Tara Mankin, your Subban, and play and like yeah. Jordan Subban and play these kids. There's that's a veteran presence that you want around. That's leadership. But that you now can they're not rub. even now they're just struggling with these like glorified third line pairing. Um, that's exactly it. Uh, defensemen that's and exactly they have it. all of these kids coming up who come to the big show for two games, get fucking spooked. They're not great because they're not giving an upper given an opportunity and then they're right. just fucking done. So like basically it's creating this environment that is like conducive to the the cuz like here's well, what the I thing. mean is other can, sports you normally have like I don't know. Well, you can lose example. 82 like, like, games. Is it maybe it's basketball There's other ones where like you get a rookie and they're fucking ace level rookie and then they're too good for your team by the end because they're just so good that you can't afford them by the time they're contracted. But basketball is also a different sport because yeah, one guy can take it what over. What I mean is right? that, like, obviously I, the contracts are more they're more aligned to the teams taking advantage of yeah. of the rookie players because you're beholden yeah. you're beholden yeah. to the, the I, signing original signing team. I think that happens I didn't realize way, that that was the way in hockey. No, yeah, yeah. I think that happens way more in like say baseball. Sure. Like because like because I just because of the I just yeah. because of the starting rotation and the way that p- the pitching rotations are lined up in baseball, it's much more common for like like an I don't know like for a guy like Derek Jeter to make like thirty two million a year and for a hundred years something like that yeah. and you're and you're like wow that that's a huge contract but then you look at like the highest paid player in the NHL and and he's making you know a, a third of that pretty sure that's Louis Erickson. At the moment, oh, because yeah. because for productivity, <laughs> hilarious. No, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but no, like I guess what <laughs> like we're we're talking a lot of numbers and shit like that about a sport that uh, we love, and uh, I think that there's there's an element to this that really makes sense, which is that like small market teams and large market teams are finally in an era where they can compete at the same time. Mm-hmm. Because uh, here's what does here's what's the anomaly right now in 2017. Uh, you have a team, the Ottawa Senators, and they are a, a basement team. And by that, I don't mean points because obviously they're in the second round right now. They went farther than the Habs right now. They're a basement bubble team. Basement bubble team. And by that, I mean like they are a floor salary cap. They That means in the collective bargaining agreement, the owners need to spend a minimum amount of money on salary every year, which they do and only that. And they're still competing. So when you have an owner like Eugene Melnick, the guy's owned the Senators for I don't know how long, like a long time. Um, he it, that's his principle. Like he straight up says, "I'm not spending any more than." I mean, I think the floor is like 57 million or 55 million or something. So if you say that, and then the cap is at like 77, 76 million, 
doesn't sound like much, but like a twenty-six million dollar. He's difference, running a good NHL dynasty right? in the like, league right like now. That's a, that, well, like, dynasties, <laughs> dynasties. Are, no, I mean in NHL, are, like the the game. Yeah, but the guy's saving money. Yeah, for, yeah. I, I see what you're saying. <laughs> you know, I see what you're saying. Yeah, he is definitely he's saving money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll tell you that. But, much. Dude, but it's, it's like we were talking about before. They're just a ninety-two point team. And they, that's all they'll ever be if they keep it up. If they manage to win the cup this year, which is unlikely because they still have to beat either Washington or Pittsburgh to get to the final, um, I I think very strongly that that will be like a money ball scenario with, with, where people will be like, mm, maybe we don't need to spend that much money on a team. Because, like, here's the thing. But they, yeah, that they've been playing that money, But they've been playing that money puck at Ottawa for so long, and... I mean, at the end of the day, like you can't play Eric Carlson for sixty minutes. I mean, you they can. try; they certainly try. Yeah, I'll tell you what: uh, you can't play that for sixty minutes, but you can't play our show for sixty minutes either. And we are unfortunately coming to the dwindle. Oh, we are. But uh, I, the only reason I'm telling you is because you host an amazing weekly show. You got to go, yeah. Called Eight and a Half Inches of Comedy at Eight and a Half. It's on Main Street. It's yeah, one of sir. my favorite rooms in the entire city. I used to wait, uh, I love it so much. I, I think. Uh, you're wearing a swell shirt right now too, which is oh, great. Yeah. Oh, I uh, I have one of those at home too. I rock I rock mine. Uh, you get the, but you got the normal version. You got to stand out a bit. No, I got the metal one. I specifically asked for the metal one because because oh, I know you you typed the. Uh, <laughs> I like that actually. I like that. Yeah, that's a yeah. good one. Um, Big fan. I I knew you would you were definitely like broing down on that. So oh, yeah, you that's gotta get, Well, at least we have one for Devin <clears throat> and then one for me. Yeah, the like the Sesame Street one. One's class. No, not Sesame. <laughs> it's classy. Devin's a lot cooler than I am. Devin is one of my favorite fucking humans. He's the sweetest man on the planet. He's fucking hilarious. I, I love him. He's such a good guy. Uh, you know, here's what I want to say though: is you've been just back on tour. Mm-hmm. Really quickly, I just want to say, uh, how did the run go with the the threesome shows? We haven't talked oh, much about this yeah, too much. Yeah, no, that I'm actually okay. That I uh, <laughs> I loved that. So the story is just quick, quick, quick story. Yeah, quick. Uh, there's a phenomenal uh, Edmonton comic who I love intimately, named uh, Dion Arnold. Uh, Quite and intimately. We we had a threesome uh, one of the last times that he was in town uh, with, with the lady, um, and uh, we wrote, decided we were. It was the fucking weirdest, most pathetic threesome that anybody's <laughs> ever tried to write, and we lived it. Um, and the next time Dion came back to Vancouver. We spent a week basically drinking and riffing on this, and then halfway through the week, just were like, we should write this as a two-man show, and then we just kept drinking and writing it as a two-man show, um, and we, the thing we tried to do with it, we set out to make it the th- a threesome story that our moms yeah. would enjoy. <laughs> Dude, you gave me a call, and you were like, you're like look, I'm going to send you something. Okay, this is literally live from my iPhone, but uh, we I was at this, uh, I, was, I was at a, was that an open mic or was that no, a... No, it was, so he was, Dion was headlining the uh, Top Talent Showcase at Yuck Yucks in, here in Vancouver, and I called and asked for a spot, and they had a 10-minute, one somebody would drop did you know he a 10-minute spot. Did you know he was going to be on that bill? Yeah, and we, we, it was basically one of his last nights in town, and so we were just drinking together and just still riffing on this before we went so to the Yucks. So you and Dion. So I was like, fuck it, I'm yeah. going to ask and see if I can get a 10-minute spot, and then we're I, I get the 10-minute spot. So now, collectively, we have 30 minutes and just decide, <laughs> fuck it, Combo. let's ask Jesus. them if we can just do a fucking just off-the-cuff preview of it, yeah. and it worked. 
Uh, it was it was fucking weird. It had pockets of like this isn't polished enough, of course. But it, we both got off stage. We're like, dang, like to fucking. I, I think we it. have something fun here. I love that I have like the demo of it, basically. So yeah. you guys have polished it since then. Took it up, hundred percent, and yeah. you guys have been running it for a little while we now. We just did a two night run of it at El Cortez in Edmonton, kind of like a festival preview. That's exactly what it was, and it was a ton of fucking fun. I've, I've heard good things, so I wanted. Here's what I want to say: is uh, I hope that there's plans for you to do this. Well, we're doing it. Uh, we're doing it as a full. We're doing it for the full run of Edmonton Fringe Festival in August. Oh shit! At El Cortez, the full ten day, which is fucking ridiculous, and I'm so excited about. It we succeed in the end, like we made it the thing that our moms would enjoy. Dion's mom came to both shows and loved it. <laughs> like she just, it's just, it's cute. There's really not a lot of sex involved, and we're just oh, like, easy, it's a easy, character hey, thing. Hey, hey, oh, don't, don't, whoa, yeah, don't take the lid off. The, there's fucking, the there's fucking, there's but, bang. <laughs> but the, uh, the, yeah. So and no, then we're killing him with the pitch. I think we're gonna do it. I think we're gonna be doing a couple night run in. Here in July, like I'm still trying to work the 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 finer details about it, but we might be doing a a two night run of it in July, Vancouver. Dude, the Is level... this just a ploy to get in on more potential threesomes? Not at all. I am, okay. a, I am the happiest relationship okay. I've ever been in my life. <laughs> my name is Carolyn, and she's the loveliest human uh, being on the whole right. fucking planet. You gotta right. do. What you gotta but do. All right. I no, no, no. Whatever, whatever Dion needs to do, Dion needs to do. But I'm, <laughs> okay. that's not, I'm not, that's not looking for angle. anything else. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, dude, the level of, of love I have for you, man, is like fucking. Oh, I love you too. I, I think that's an amazing. I love this premise. I love the concept. Everything. I love that it's you were so just like, silly. I should probably do it. And then you just did it. <laughs> well, it wasn't so much like we were just like, yeah, we should probably do it. And then the reason we're the Edmonton Fringe Festival is because we worked it out and we had a lot of fun and we started writing it. And then Dion called me. He's like, uh, so I need some money from you because I've submitted to the Vancouver. I've submitted us for the Vancouver Film Fringe Festival, the Edmonton Fringe. He basically submitted us to every fucking Fringe Festival yeah. under the sun whose deadline was coming up in the next two months, which is a lot of money. So, so we might be doing a, a bit of a run then. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm pretty happy for you, brother. I, th- I think that this is a good thing for you. This is Thank the kind of this is the kind of thing that uh, raises a profile. I really... Dude, we'll see, <laughs> dude. Yeah. But it's fucking fun. You'll no longer be Slice TV's own Alex Sparling. You'll you will be. Uh, or you'll have uh, a D- new I'll show. be Dion Arnold's Alex Sparling. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which like, will be great. I love it, brother. Uh, how can people follow you if they want to follow you online, my friend? Um, always just Alex Sparling on Facebook. Um, my my Instagram's kind of fun. I don't normally do a lot of social media, but my Instagram's fun. It's That's always fun. At Mister Sparling, so at Mr. I think it's Mr. Dot Sparling. No, it's I think it's Mr. I, I think it's just straight, straightforward. Well, and if you want to find me, you'll look up both. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way you want to do Add it. Add both. Uh, uh, the other guy's probably great. Yeah, Smart. How can people follow you if they're so inclined? Not really a thing. Excellent. At Battle Nations. Keep that oh, yeah, Battle of the Nations. For sure. I'll be the one with the mace. Yeah. yeah <laughs> exactly. I would love a flail. That's what I want a spiked yeah. flail. That's a fucking. I don't, I don't know if you noticed this, but. The eye protection is very loose in that sport. Some people have like the full cage or a cagey kind Dude, of thing. I, I saw Some people of... just have a like it's kind of closed. They must be wearing safety goggles. I looked. Underneath. They are not because that's what I would have done. It but like no no no. I want to put like a nice like wrap around safety goggles under my poorly protected <laughs> because an, an errant falchion to the fucking skull is that's uh, what did you out. Say? Sorry that verb errant. Used? 
Falchion. I love this show so much. Thank you for having me on. Show. I refuse to say uh, another word. Aaron Falchion. I, uh, and I refuse to say who our next week's guest is in hopes that they actually show up. And with saying that, we is hope Steve you... McGowan? We, uh, so don't spoil it. Jesus so Christ. Fuck uh, that guy, though. I'm going to go ahead. I book you on a Monday. You better do the fucking show next time. Oh, man. shit. Here we go. You I got love this. You, love you, brother. No one uh, said that. No one likes Stephen Gunn. I'm. Uh, I just want to say though that uh, if you want to follow the podcast, you can do so by going to iTunes and searching as Intergalactic Interviews. Also, we're on YouTube and Stitcher and everywhere else where podcasts are found. We love it. Maybe SoundCloud. And uh, <laughs> if you uh, if you like the show, leave us a review. We love that, and we love you. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you all next week. Mm-hmm. Love ya. Mwah.